0: The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast for a comedy writer. That's me and a psychologist. That's Steve and also a that's pig me. in the background walking down the stairs. Damn. Podcast where all three of us try to solve, solve your long-running relationship issues in ten minutes or less. How are you doing today, Steve?
1: I'm doing well. I just uh, kid walking down the staircase brings back memories that uh, make me like uh, go into a PTSD spiral.
0: <laughs> no, it was this time. It was a pig walking down the stairs. Could you not oh, hear I the Oh, I sorry. sorry. Yeah. I mean, they sound similar <laughs> sometimes. but This one definitely had four hubs. <laughs> The <laughs> Alright, well we've got a good question for you today, even if it is not pig related. Here it is. I am in my mid-twenties and have a very tight friend group from college. Over the years, some of my friends have gotten involved in dangerous relationships, emotional slash physical abuse. I would do my best to be supportive, but I found myself getting very burnt out when I would spend hours listening to them vent and offer advice, only to have them do their own thing. I understand that abusive relationships are incredibly complex, and there's only so much I can do to influence things. However, one of my closest friends has been dating someone for about six months, and our friend group is a little concerned. The guy, also mid-twenties, is great when he is feeling great, but when he gets anxious slash depressed, which happens often, it's like she's dealing with another person. He will spend days arguing th- with her for little things and never own up to any uh, making any mistakes. Instead, he tries to pin everything on her, even when she has done nothing wrong, and when she tries to defend herself, he ignores her complaints and will focus in on tiny details like her word choice. He also does not apologize, even when he acknowledges there were things he could have done better. And she tells him his behavior hurt her feelings. I have two questions. One, is -hmm. there anything my friend can do to handle this type of argument because she's tired of being very direct and clear with him but nothing seems to make a difference? And two, how do I support her without burning myself out? I'm worried that if I'm too uh, blunt uh, and tell her that this is problematic, she will just stop telling me about the things he does. Thank you. All right, take it away, Steve.
1: (sighs) Well... Here's where the worldview of a 20-year-old being narrow comes into play because I think, uh, how can she handle these arguments? I would actually ask a different question, James. I would ask, why does she want to handle these arguments? And when you're only in your 20s, the answer legitimately in your mind could be, well, because of time served, that we've got two and a half years into this relationship, why do I want to waste what is ostensibly 10% of my life and just throw that all away and start over? Because they don't have a bigger picture, which is it's better to have wasted two and a half years and get into a good relationship than waste six and a half years. And now you have two kids and you're in exactly the same place and you got to go. And so if the relationship becomes cumbersome and one-sided and potentially, but definitely volatile, but potentially dangerous at some times, I think you got to go. And if he makes it feel like it's your fault, so be it. Just eat that sandwich and walk away. As long as you kind of know that it's not your fault or even – you know what, James, as I think that through out loud, even if you think it's your fault – you are still doing something to better yourself. And if you screwed the pooch on this relationship, so be it. You're gonna be a better person for it moving forward. And if your friends can kind of screw your head on a little straighter and say, this isn't 100% your fault, then you're even better off because your friends can help teach you what road signs to look for that says, this is a one way street to crazy town. The other part, how do I support her without burning out? That's a legitimate question too. The answer to that lies in her and the motor she's got and the tell that this should give her. I'm guessing you're not constantly seeking her out to find out what did he do? What did he do? What did he do? I'm guessing she's burning up your phone, calling you every night. Can you believe he did this? Like uh, the fact that she needs to do that in an intimate relationship tells me that this is not a relationship that should stand. But the answer to the letter writer is start putting up some boundaries and don't take every call. And not because you're being a jerk or because you're isolating her, but because you're busy. And it doesn't even have to be the truth. But just say, sorry, I was out on a date. Sorry, I was uh, in the library studying. Sorry, I was at work. Like, sorry, something, but you can't handle every phone call from her or you are going to burn out. And so put those natural barriers in place if you can. And just say to her, like, when she's asking you the question, I think we talked about this, James, the week before this one or maybe two weeks ago. But... You, she knows the right answer. And the right answer is this cannot support its own weight, so you gotta go, but she's not gonna do that yet. And so just keep saying to her, you know you're gonna have to break up sooner or later, but it's not gonna be today. And so just kinda deal with what you know is gonna be in front of you, and he'll give you some good days, but when enough bad days pile up, you'll be out. And just kinda support her that way, that uh, you know the right answer, and let's at least sorta help you keep your head above water while you're dealing with the bad and going against what you know is the right answer, for whatever reason. And lastly, as I say to everybody, a little bit of therapy can help here. Help her understand the mechanisms of what drew her into this relationship. And more importantly, what keeps her mired in this relationship. Because this guy, even if he does change, it will not be with her because he and her have established a style of relating to each other that when you're in your 20s, it really is sort of in concrete. This is going to be very difficult to change. And when you're in your 20s, why do you want to put up with that? That's more of a commitment thing you need to make. But what say you, James? I've been a little more
0: dark this time, I guess. Uh, so I guess it's my job to be happy and upbeat. I don't know if I will be, though. We'll see. But uh, there's this, this misconception out there, especially among young people, and it's that relationships are hard. They, they just have to be hard. I, I just don't think that's the case. I think that relationships can be pretty easy. This is somebody you want to spend time with. This is somebody you enjoy being around. This is somebody who you want to be your partner for life, not just for marriage and kids, but for having fun, for business, for anything else. I mean, uh, when you get to the point of being married, you're kind of all in on that. And, uh, you know, if you go into a dating with the idea that you're looking for this person who's somebody you want to be around for all this time, and if right now at the first stage in your 20s when you have, you know, fewer responsibilities than you'll ever have and probably less pressure than you'll ever have, where you've got your whole life in front of you. And if it's this hard already at step one, like what is it gonna be like at step five or at step 10? I mean, it's not gonna be any easier when you have two kids and a failing business or one of you going back to school to change careers, or one of you has a you know a disease or a malady or something like that, it's not gonna get yeah. any easier. So you gotta look at it. What are things like right now in good times when you got every night free and you can do whatever you want with your time? And what for that person, I mean, it's, it's just not a good relationship relationship. It's not healthy. It's hard. And yeah, there probably is the sunk, foul, uh, sunk cost fallacy. They think, I got two years in. Why would I want to get out? Well, they should get out because they're spending more time griping about their boyfriend than they are being with their boyfriend because it's just that hard. Uh, as for you, I, I mean, you've got to make sure you're not a doormat. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of people in your life who want to use you as free therapy. And that's, and that's really all it is at this point. They're just venting. They're not going to take your advice. And I think you're going to find as you get older that you really you really can't do a lot about other people's relationships. They might take a little bit of input from you, but ultimately the only person who can decide to stay or go is them. And maybe if she's just trying to talk herself into something, this other person, your friend, uh, or maybe she legitimately doesn't know, but I mean, you can tell her, hey, I don't think this is a good relationship. And at that point, maybe just distance yourself. Maybe make up a story and say you can't take it. Or maybe just say, I don't want to hear about it anymore. You you know what I think. You know what I think you should do and leave it at that. And yeah, you want to save the friendship, but if, if this friendship friendship simply becomes... Her calling you every night to complain about it. I mean, is that how you really want to spend an hour or two of your night from here on out? I mean, there are all sorts of other things you could do. I mean, there's Xbox, there's TV, there's sleep. I think I can think of a million things I would like to do other than listening to my, to my friends complain about a relationship that you know and they know is bad. So I think everybody in this situation knows what needs to happen and everybody's just waiting for somebody to pull the trigger. The person in the bad relationship is waiting to break up and you're waiting to put some distance in there. So I say, just do it. Just say, hey, I've told told you what I think. And uh, you know I, I'm sorry that you feel this way, but uh, I can't be your sounding board every time. Here's the number for a therapist if you need it. And hopefully, hopefully she'll get the hint. And at the very least, you'll save yourself some free time uh, to go out and maybe download some more podcasts and listen to our Wrong and Wronger Back episodes. So keep you, <laughs> keep you entertained for 10 minutes at a time. And it's so much better when they're the problems of somebody you are not personally invested in. Uh, any closing thoughts, Steve? Yeah, I have two.
1: And uh, this is 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, not Wrong and Wronger. Oh. But you can listen to both. Um, yeah, one of them is uh, – shoot, I didn't write it down. Let me hit this one first. One of the reasons people can give to stay is like, well, if I abandon – oh, I do remember. Let me write down one more. Okay. Is uh, if I – I can't abandon him now. Look, he's all anxious. He's all depressed. He's uh, in crisis. I can't leave him now. But think about this leaving him might be exactly what he needs to get himself under control and back in order. Like, he may not be able to right now because you're sort of, you're you're tamping down all of this crisis for him, wasting all of your energy. If he's sort of left to his own devices, he's got to figure it out. So you leaving him could be the best thing you do for both of you. Like, he just may not know how to do that or not want to because you take care of him. The other thing is, It's interesting for the letter writer that her friend is creating the exact scenario that she hates, which is she has now made this relationship with you, letter writer, completely one directional, that it's all about her, that it's you taking care of her, which is exactly what she's complaining about with him, that it's all about him. She just takes care of him. And so uh, that dynamic, I don't know if it'll be easy for her to hear that, but it does... It does sort of point to how she's feeling, what she's projecting out on you that you now feel like she does, except you aren't caught in this romantic relationship like she is. So you have more options. But uh, if you back out a little, you might be able to talk her through that. some. That, uh, those are the two points I wanted to make.
0: Well, there we go. We gave the best advice of all. We told you what you secretly wanted to do anyway. So <laughs> that's what we're here for. Secondhand validation. Well, if you have a question you'd like us to solve in 10 minutes or less, uh, send that into James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's explodingunicorn with the E. Uh, it does not have to be a relationship question. It can be a question of friends or coworker uh, or boss, uh, employee, parent, pet. We've done them all. This has been another episode of <laughs> yes, 10 Minutes have. to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.